is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Wednesday. Good afternoon. I'm Lana O'Connor with Red FM's news podcast. The Taunashta says face masks will not be required in offices from October 22nd. That's the date when almost all remaining COVID-19 restrictions will be lifted as the country moves to a personal responsibility model. The phased return to offices begins on September 20th with employers to be given updated guidance on how it can be managed in the coming weeks. Taunashta Leo Varadkar says most of the rules around mask wearing will be removed next month. There's only three places where you'll be legally required to, and that is public transport, retail and healthcare, and I imagine that will include airports and train stations and so on. Um, however, what we will be saying to people is that um, perhaps it makes sense for you to choose to wear a mask in certain uh, settings. Meanwhile, workers would have to honour their contracts if an employer asked them to return to the office later this month. Tens of thousands of people have been working from home through the pandemic. Tonish Talia Varadkar says anyone who isn't comfortable returning to the office will have little option legally. There have been lots of people who have been going into work every day. Bus drivers, uh, people working in retail, uh, people working in healthcare, RD, they've never been able to say that I don't feel comfortable. And I don't think it would be reasonable now uh, to say to people who've been working from home that somehow you don't have to go back to work because you don't feel comfortable. I don't think that would be reasonable or respectful to all those people. So the position is, is that if you've signed an employment contract, you have to honour it. And these listeners told Red FM News that they think returning to the office from September 20th will be a positive thing for many people. I've been in the office all the time since the very start. We're working kind of, you know, half capacity, you know, in a day out, they work at home one day. But like, by and large, I'd rather be in the office all the time. I suppose people might be excited to get back into the office because maybe felt cramped up working at home for the last year and a bit. Being at home working, I think it's kind of lonely and like people might become like depressed and stuff. So I think they're better off getting back to like the proper work and stuff. Other stories making the news and the INMO are warning that this winter could see the worst hospital overcrowding ever recorded. It comes as the unions say the number of people waiting on trolleys at Cork University Hospital is fast approaching levels last seen before the pandemic. 738 people spent time without a bed at the hospital's emergency department in August with the INMO now repeating their call for more staff and additional beds. The union say frontline staff are also suffering from burnout and exhaustion due to the pandemic. Speaking to better FM News, Liam Conway from the INMO says immediate action is needed. We're predicting that the overcrowding is probably going to be one of the worst ever recorded. You throw COVID-19 into the mix in, in terms of that as well. That poses a serious hazard in terms of people that have already underlying conditions in our, in our community and who are not being able to get access to these irrelevant services that are required as well. Then you've understaffing um, and vacancies across Cork hospitals and maternity services and you compound that then with COVID-19 within the workplace. That poses a serious threat to both patient safety and also our member safety. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. Starting with international football and the Republic of Ireland embarking World Cup qualifier action this evening. The boys in green face Portugal, looking for their first points of the campaign. Cork's Adam Ida, meanwhile, is hopeful for featuring tonight, despite a lack of game time for Norwich. The 20-year-old, though, is confident he can bring something to the side if called upon. I'm getting minutes here and there at Norwich. Sometimes it can be difficult, but look, I'm, tr- I'm training day in, day out. When I come here, we're, we're training a lot, and it's, it's just I just have to do the best I can, show what I can do in training, and when I do get them minutes with Norwich, they're my opportunities to show what I can do and what I'm capable of. So I think I just have to keep working hard and do the best I can when my opportunities arise. Kickoff this evening is at 7.45. Meanwhile, it's been a Cork double at the FEI International Awards. 
course Denise O'Sullivan has been named the Senior Women's Player of the Year while John Egan has been named the Senior Men's Player of the Year at the Paralympics Ellen Keane has finished 5th in the final of the SM9 200m individual medley in a time of 2 minutes 38.64 seconds the gold medal winner from last week 3 seconds off the medals today Roshini Rian finished 7th in the SB13 100m breaststroke in a time of 120.34 and earlier today Cork's Neve McCarthy finished in 5th place in the F41 discus final with a best throw of 28.94 metres and in tennis the action continuing at the US Open today world number 2 Daniil Medvedev is in action as he takes on the German Dominique Kuipfer while in the women's draw defending champion Naomi Osaka faces Serbia's Olga Danilovic I'm Rory and that's the sport on Cork's Red FM and SportNation.bet Don't forget to like and subscribe to get Red FM's News Extra daily Amanda, good morning Hiya, thanks for having me Not at all, my pleasure You uh, have set up um, a campaign uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the title it's called Titled uh, justice for Sophie, justice for Ian Bailey. Am I right? Yes, that's correct. That's what it's called. And, yes. and you have um, north of 25,000 signatures and supporters and you hope to keep growing that, yeah? Yes, at the moment we have um, between 25 and 26,000 and um, the aim is to get 50,000. Okay. And what's, what will you do with the 50,000 supporters? I mean, are you looking for a new investigation or... Clearly, justice for Bailey. What do we mean by that? Yes, well, uh, the intention is to hand it in to the Garda Commissioner when um, it's completed with the 50,000 uh, supporters um, to ask for a reinvestigation from the word go. Um, so it's technically not a cold case. The guards have um, clarified that. It is still an active and ongoing case. So um, rather than just looking at, we'll say, new evidence, because obviously there has been some new evidence that has been presented recently, but rather than just looking at it from that perspective, there was such a shambles matter of the original investigation. And obviously forensics and everything have came on a long yeah. way. So an independent reinvestigation of everything okay. from work Okay. And you know the, the 26 or 27,000 people who have pledged their support, are they from all over the world, I wonder? Well, initially, the majority of them were from Ireland. Um, but then I did an interview on an American um, TV network um, because the Jim Sheridan documentary is coming out in America very shortly. In fact, um, I think it actually might be out today or if not today, definitely this week. Mm. Um, so after the American um, interview came out, um, there was quite a lot of interest. I got a lot of messages um, from people and a lot of support because they were actually quite shocked, uh, particularly with the French trial with it being in, in uh, absence. Yeah. Um, they had never heard of that before, so they were quite interested and quite taken aback. Um, and did they feel as if Ian Bailey himself is a victim? Clearly, the family of Sophie Dustan, Toscan de Plantier and Sophie herself are, are victims. Is that is that your understanding? Well, indeed, I, I think everybody involved in this, Sophie's family, um, obviously Sophie, um, Ian Bailey, um, I think everybody involved in this whole case is a victim, really. And I just think it's very, very sad for everybody all around. It's it's ruined so many lives. And it would be nice, you know, to, to, to just have it done with and, you know, and let people move on with their lives, I suppose, as, as best they can. And where did your interest stem in with regards to the 25-year-old case? Is it from the documentaries or does it precede that? 
Well, how it started with me is I'm a publicist and during lockdown, as you can imagine, there wasn't an awful lot of work in the entertainment business. I so know, I started a YouTube channel. <laughs> I started a YouTube channel um, doing crimes that shocked Ireland. And this was one of the crimes that I'd done. Um, another one that I was quite interested in was the Vanishing Triangle. I did a lot of work on that one. But this one really just grabbed my attention because it, it was very, very different from all the others. Um and I suppose, you know, um, I very much felt the more I researched into it that Ian was innocent and, you know, very much a victim of, shall we say, um, maybe hate crime or, you know, by today's standards, a lot of the stuff that was said about him, about being eccentric and different and, and things that pointed to his guilt way back then are things that would not be accepted in today's standards. So... You know, I myself would consider myself, you know, um, non-neurotypical and a little bit eccentric. And I, I've lived in smaller villages and I know how it works. So I suppose I felt some empathy there, you know, for what for, for, for what happened to him. So that's really how my interest uh, began in it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I reached out to him. Yeah. Get the Red FM News Extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie.